630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Early in the second period, Penguins leading the Rangers 2-0 as they try to finish off that series in Game 6. Panthers and Capitals scoreless about seven minutes left in the first period. Panthers lead that series 3-2. Coming up in about 90 minutes, it's Calgary at Dallas as the Flames try to win that series. Blue Jays taking on the Rays. It's one nothing for the Rays now into the fourth inning, and I want to keep an eye on the game in the Western Hockey League as well. Moose Jaw with an early goal, just 46 seconds into the game in Winnipeg tonight, and that is significant because the winner of that series will play the Edmonton Oil Kings in the Eastern Conference Final in the WHL. Winnipeg at home tonight with a 3-1 series lead. This game not even a minute and a half old, and Moose Jaw has already jumped out to a one nothing advantage, so we'll keep you posted on that one. Uh, if Winnipeg wins, they would have home ice advantage. If Moose Jaw comes back to win the series, then the Oil Kings would have home ice advantage. It is home ice advantage for your Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night, Game 7 at Rogers Place, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey will start with the face-off show at 6, game at 8, Oilers and Kings to decide the series as the Oilers with a pretty solid effort last night and a huge performance from Connor McDavid, Evander Kane coming through again, Tyson Berry Potts, the game winner, Mike Smith solid, some big saves along the way, they killed off a late penalty to Kyler Yamamoto and the Oilers get the win to bring it back to Edmonton. April 16th, 1990, the last time the Edmonton Oilers hosted a seventh game, and we're going to have a gentleman who played in that game uh, on between 7 and 7.30 tonight. Mark Lamb will check in. He's always fun to talk to, currently with the Prince George Cougars in the Western Hockey League. I am happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also get in touch on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and you can email inside sports at 630ched.com. So a lot of stories out of last night's game. I think it's been pretty apparent that Leon Dreisaitl throughout this series has not been 100%, even though he's made some pretty important plays, and he appeared to be further shaken up uh, after a scrum with about six minutes left in the first period when he got taken down by Kings defenseman Mikey Anderson. He went to the dressing room, came back, played a shift, went back to the dressing room to finish this, the first period, and then was back for the rest of the game, wound up getting an assist on Barry's game winner. Before the Oilers departed L.A. for Edmonton this morning, head coach Jay Woodcroft was asked for an update on Dreisaitl. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's doing good. And, uh, had a heck of a game last night. Someone who made the play on the winning goal. And it was uh, important for us uh, to find that goal. It helped us get the win in the third period. Well, not surprised that that's really kind of a non-update update on dry cycle. <laughs> not a lot is disclosed about injuries in hockey overall, but especially in the playoffs. Um I mean, I would expect Dreisaitl to play tomorrow. I'm sure a lot of guys are playing through stuff. He's taken a lot of bumps and bruises along the way here. Uh, He did miss that game late in the regular season after he crashed into the boards on the California road trip. But if he's he's able to walk, he'll be able to skate, and he'll be able to play. In front of what is going to be a overjoyed crowd, perhaps, at least to start the game, (laughs) 
<laughs> at Rogers Place tomorrow night. It's been incredibly loud in the building. They have a great intro video that they play before the team comes out. That always gets fans fired up. Very loud during that video. And then the Enter Sandman by Metallica chimes in and the camera goes down the tunnel to the Oilers room. The doors open. Mike Smith appears and they walk out and it gets louder and louder as they come out on the ice. So I'm sure it is going to be incredibly loud tomorrow. I said on overtime open line last night, probably the crowd noise will be detectable in the far reaches of outer space. I'm not saying outside the galaxy. I mean, let's not get crazy here, but certainly in the far reaches of the galaxy, I'm sure the crowd noise will be detectable. And Woodcroft commented on the emotions of having a game seven at home. Yeah, I would go back to that word opportunity. We think it's a great opportunity for us. Uh, You know, we've uh, had some really good moments in this series. Um, But for us to get to where we want to get to, we have to recalibrate right now. We have to rest properly. We have to travel properly. And we have to get our minds right uh, for what tomorrow's challenge uh, is going to require and um, you know we have a very clear understanding of who we are we understand uh, how we have to play in order to be successful and um, our guys will be ready heading into game number seven talking about opportunity and that opportunity was there last night for Brett Kulak who played a lot more with Darnell Nurse out of the lineup now Nurse available tomorrow and will obviously be in now that he's served his one game suspension. Philip Broberg has gone back to the Bakersfield Condors. We'll still see if the Oilers go 11 and seven tomorrow. I thought Rob made a good point last night after the game saying that he likes the 11 and seven alignment for the Oilers. He liked what Chris Russell came in in terms of his experience and his toughness and his shot blocking yesterday. But he said, if dry a little banged up um, or maybe you know, more banged up than we even think he is. Uh, Can you afford to go 11 forwards and 7D and then maybe be down a forward if if the game's not going well for Drysaddle? Something to consider, but Nurse will be back in. And Brett Kulak jumped up, played more, played really well. Goaltender Mike Smith on Kulak. It seems like when, you know, when someone gets injured or someone out of the lineup, Kulak's a guy that just steps up and plays real solid for us. So... He's been a big part of the penalty kill and and uh, plays big minutes on five on five and been uh, doing a lot of good things for us. So, all right, and I thought Kulak had a good game. CC had a. I, I mean, I thought pretty much the Oilers as a, as a team had a good game. Of course, it was not perfect, and there's always going to be some chances against. But I thought they played a lot more patient game. They actually outshot LA. They actually had a really good first period overall. Not only did they score first. They, I, I thought they carried most of the play in the first, and they were pretty steady and pretty solid after they allowed the tying goal in the first minute of the third period. So I, I think full marks for that victory. I think it was a solid team effort. The the dry cycle play that seemed to further bang him up last night was, like I said, in that scrum, uh, he got engaged with Mikey Anderson, who, who kind of uh, you know pulled them down. And uh, Dry Settles was on the ice for for a while, and then looked a little bit uncomfortable. And uh, well, here's here, here's Jay Woodcroft being asked some stuff after the game. It seemed like there were a lot of calls kind of going against your team tonight. How did you guys kind of fare through that battle? Well, I mean, you guys watch the game. Um, I would say a really good 
coaching mentor of mine once told me that there's only a few jobs in hockey. One's a player, one's a manager, one's a coach, and one's a ref. And I coach. That's my job. McDavid won the faceoff, driving to the net. The save, Jonathan Quick. And he's able to cover up. And now, as the Kings wanted to wrestle McDavid, Dreisaitl like, gets that, in that the mix. And now Yamamoto play. gets in there. Mikey the other defenseman will stay above the circles as the Kings... And this is interesting. CC and Kulak remain above the circles. What did Jay Woodcroft say this morning? He wanted More. scrum discipline. Dreisaitl is hurt, Jack. Leon Dreisaitl got flag whipped by Mikey Anderson. Mikey Anderson came low on Leon Dreisaitl, and he cheap-shotted him. He got the leg behind him and leg-whipped him. What did you see on that Anderson kind of takedown with him? Is in a scrum, and is there anything kind of serious there? You want me to refer you back to that other answer? Um, I mean, you guys saw I know what I saw, but you guys saw that. And, you know, we're moving on. We got the win. It appeared that the Oilers were unhappy with the officiating last night. There was, now I, I, I was not in the building, obviously. I was watching on TV like I'm sure most of you were. When the Oilers won the game, they cut to the Edmonton bench and Woodcroft appeared to be quite uh, angrily yelling at somebody. I would guess that was a referee or a linesman, not a member of the Los Angeles Kings. Um, there was that collision at center ice between Kaliev and and McDavid. Did Kaliev see him in time? Did he make sure it was a hard hit and he tried to make it look accidental? We can debate all that kind of stuff. Um it's interesting in scrums in the National Hockey League because, and, and I want to clarify this, the Edmonton Oilers are not angels, and they have not been angels in this series. Darnell Nurse was rightfully suspended one game for a headbutt. Zach Cassian was uh, was fined for a cross-check. We've seen Dreisaitl develop more of an edge to his game. He's not afraid to do little things with his stick or, or to take on guys. Um so that, that is part of the game. I guess the bigger debate is, should it be part of the game? And what should be legal or illegal after a whistle? When I interviewed Tim Peel, the former NHL referee earlier this week, he said the NHL doesn't really want a lot of scrums. So pick a guy. Don't make it four on four. Pick a guy and say you're going off. In specific to that play with Mikey Anderson last night, if the puck is live and Mikey Anderson skates up behind a player and wraps his arms around his shoulders and pulls him to the ice, it's an obvious holding penalty. If it happens when the puck has been blown dead and there's a scrum with players poking at each other, it's apparently legal. And that's my frustration with the NHL, not just with that play, but with the NHL in general. You can get away with things in a scrum that in, in the regular course of a play, you should not be able to get away with. And it seems to me that uh, violations should be even more strictly punished when the puck is not in play and they're not supposed to be doing that to each other. Um, it, it's a bit of a larger conversation, and I don't think it's about just officiating. I think it's about the philosophy and, and the culture of hockey and not just protecting star players, but perhaps keeping players safe in general. So just some thoughts there. You can weigh in on that. You can weigh in on Game 7 of the series. Uh, what did you think of Evander Kane flashing the seven to the L.A. fans after he scored that game-winning goal? We have a lot to talk about. We'll get to a couple folks on hold when we get back. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet.
Rangers have tied it up with a couple of quick ones. 2-2, Rangers and Penguins, 11-25 left in the second period. Let's go through some uh, calls here. We'll start off with Brian. Brian, go ahead. Brian, do we have you? We got R2-D2. Okay, Sir Robert has also called in tonight. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed, how you doing? Good. Well, I'm going to start by I want to I want to chime in a little bit on that that play that uh, uh, Mikey Anderson made on Dreisaitl. Personally, I didn't like it. I thought it was I thought uh, I frankly thought it was kind of cheap. But at the same time, I think I mean, I think if you know, if he gets if he gets a penalty there, I don't think we're talking about it as much. And then at the same time, I'd heard discussion. Well, should he have been fined or? or even possibly suspended frankly no because especially in the playoffs then you're setting then you're setting i guess that standard of what's legal and what's not that's my thoughts there and then i guess i mean in general last night i mean i thought that i thought the team i thought the team was good overall and they didn't uh you know they didn't seem to waver much i liked uh, i liked how they battled even after the kings came back to tie it and you know, and 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 on Kane, quickly, frankly, I mean, you know, would I like to see him stay? Yeah, I think most fans would. But frankly, I think it's just, uh, I think it's one of those things that, I mean, if you're going to sign him, we're going to have to trade somebody, whether that's Pulleyervy or whoever. And frankly, I don't know if, I don't know if Holland would be able to swing that. All right. Thank you, Sir Robert. I appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We also have Rocket standing by. Rocket, go ahead. Thanks for living in the moment, Sir Robert. <laughs> Reed, I gotta tell you, buddy, last night when it was one nothing, I I didn't put an Oilers jersey on because I had one on the previous game and we lost. So I didn't put one on, and when it was one nothing, and it was one nothing for a while, I went upstairs to my hockey bag, and trust me, this jersey does not smell good. <laughs> and I, I put on a jersey called the Good Timers for good luck. And without a word of a lie, two minutes later, <laughs> it was two nothing Oilers because, as a coach, I'm always a big believer in the stretch goal you know, make it, make it two nothing. And then when it was two, two, I had to go upstairs in my hockey bag again and pull out my green moldy shoulder pads that are like literally from Bantam hockey when I played. And I put those on underneath that stinky Jersey along with the helmet and boom, three, two oil. And I have a picture of it that I sent to everybody. And it was crazy at the timing that I did this and how it worked out. So I'm, well, I'm, you've, I've, you've... I've seen five Stanley Cups. This is all about, like, my kids wanting to see one. No, hold on, Rocket. And hold I'm on. a you, superstitious you've... guy, buddy. Yes. You Way just, superstitious. You have just proven my theory that I often talk about on this show, that sports makes people do strange things. <laughs> so I think you've lived up to that. Stinky shoulder pads, stinky jersey, but the Oilers won. So I guess we know what Rocket's playing tomorrow. All right. 
780-496-0063. I always appreciate hearing from you. I do find it touching when you share a personal story with me. Well, not overly personal. Let's keep it sports-related, hopefully. Uh, we will have Marty Baron coming up. Mark Lamb as well. He played in the Game 7 in Edmonton the last time there was one in 1990. It's Inside Sports on Chad. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.